Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're looking at racetrack UAPs. That's correct, racetrack UAPs. Now, this is a subject that we've touched on earlier, but I think it deserves a little bit of a closer examination. The first article comes to us from thedebrief.org. It's written by Micah Hanks and Chrissy Newton, October 19th, 2022. So it's not even two months old yet. The title says, Any Idea What They Are? American pilots report multiple encounters with unusual racetrack UAP in recent weeks. Of course, we're talking about UAPs. We're really talking about UFOs. It says pilots and crews from more than 15 commercial aircraft say they have encountered unidentified aerial phenomena in American airspace in recent weeks, according to eyewitness testimony and videos that detail the unusual events. Now think about that. That's 15 commercial aircraft uh, pilots and crews that have come forward. Pilots and crews from more than 15 commercial aircraft. So not just 15 people, 15 actual crews, 15 separate jet airplane crews have seen these things. That's To me, that's just amazing. And come forward. Imagine all the ones that have seen something and haven't said anything. According to witnesses, the rash of incidents occurred over a seven-week period and involved sightings of bright, luminous aerial objects in airspace from the American Midwest to as far west as the Pacific. The debrief has learned that several of the objects were reportedly observed performing unconventional, tight-circling maneuvers, which pilots and others involved said defied simple explanation. Now, if you go online, there's... uh, uh, some different uh, videos of this, and you can just see these uh, uh, lights traveling in a racetrack formation, and it, it's amazing, actually. It says, the objects which have since garnered the nickname racetrack UAPs for the description of their odd circular flight paths were first reported by researcher and television personality Ben Hansen on social media and his YouTube channel, where he has featured several videos detailing the pilot encounters. While several of the incidents were reported to air traffic controllers, no official investigations are known to have taken place, although the debrief has learned that the events were reported to at least one Federal Aviation Administration unit tasked with responding to potential threats to American airspace. It goes on, it says, one of the earliest known incidents in the recent spate of sightings occurred on August 18th, 2022, involving a Gulfstream 650 private jet flown by former Navy F-18 pilot Mark Holsey, along with a second pilot identifying himself only by his first name, Keith, while traveling between Florida and Hawaii, passing over Los Angeles. The pilots observed between four and seven luminous objects at an estimated 5,000 to 10,000 feet above them performing odd circular maneuvers. Los Angeles Air Route Traffic Control Center, ARTCC, was contacted to determine whether the objects represented potentially conflicting traffic, although radar controllers at the facility had been unable to detect any primary targets operating near their aircraft 
at that time. The two pilots watched as ATC personnel attempted to paint the objects on their scopes as the UAPs maintained their peculiar revolving flight paths above them. So they're flying under these things, and these UFOs are flying in a circular pattern above them. Not something that you would normally see. Nearby, an American Airlines flight passing through the area also reported seeing the objects over the radio. Later, the Gulfstream pilots learned that calls were made to the Los Angeles ARTCC by at least two more airlines that saw the objects. Neither of the principal witnesses believed that the objects they observed were any kind of conventional aircraft based on their odd maneuvering and the speed they exhibited. So here we have what four or five uh, aircraft just in this one incident have spotted these uh, multiple UFOs traveling in the circular pat pattern at high altitude or maybe even uh, you know into, into uh, outer space from, from the eyewitness accounts. And as they said, these don't look like anything uh, man-made. The debrief independently obtained transcripts of radio communications recorded on the night of August incident with the help of researcher Dave Beatty, who filed a Freedom of Information request for documents related to the incident. You know, why should you have to file a FOIA for something like this? This stuff should all just be put on an online repository where uh, any of us can crowdsource it. A portion of the transcript Beatty provided to the debrief, which identifies the Gulfstream as Twilight 670, reads as follows. Twilight 670, 458, it says, L.A. Center, Twilight 670, go ahead, we've got a few aircraft here going around in circles, high alti high, higher altitude than us, any idea what they are? So that shows you the pilot has, has observed these things, and he's trying to figure out what they are. L.A. Center, no, I do not. Okay, strange, Golf 41, stand by in Twilight 670, say the last part again. He's looking for some confirmation. Twilight. Yeah, they look to be, you know, much higher than we are. They're going around in circles, so maybe three craft. Now think about it. These are commercial airplanes, so they're flying at what? 35,000, 40,000 feet? I mean, how much higher could these things be? L.A. Center. Roger. Um, yeah, I don't know. You're not entering any military or space or anything. I'm not sure. Speaker 3, roger that. LA Center, Delta 41, go. Twilight 670, uh, Delta 41, uh, yeah, we're just wondering if uh, we needed a frequency change. There you go. Let's keep this under wraps so nobody can hear us talk. The day after the August 18th incident, the Gulfstream pilots told Hansen that a closed-door meeting occurred at Los Angeles Center, where data about the incident was reviewed and forwarded to the Joint Air Traffic Operations Command, JTOC. The FAA's response unit for events that either represent a potential threat or are otherwise capable of impacting the national airspace system or national security. According to Hansen, the meeting was in response to a phone call placed to JTOC by Holsey, who had been provided contact details by one of the air traffic controllers he had spoken to the previous night. Quote, he didn't tell him what the number was, Hansen told the debrief in a phone call. He was kind of cloak and dagger about it. This is something we see all the time with these incidents. Anytime you involve the government, it becomes a big secret. This is a number that doesn't exist, the pilot was reportedly told. Hansen says the pilot was not certain which agency he had contacted at that point. They told him they were a government agency that was set up after 9-11, Hansen says, 
who asked for the number from the pilot and performed a reverse search online. It came back to JTOC. Hansen was able to confirm during his call with an official from the agency. Holsey told Hansen he was informed that information about the incident would be forwarded for review as part of the Department of Defense's UAP investigations. Quote, they told him they had already received the tapes and data from the previous night and that they would be forwarding that on. The pilot, the pilot told Hansen, adding that they were working with some efforts related to the new UFO hearings and task forces. Following the August 19th meeting, Holsey initiated contact with Hansen and the Mutual UFO Network about his experience. Upon receiving the pilot's report and conducting follow-up interviews, Hansen posted a video on his YouTube channel on October 6, 2022, providing details about the incident. Despite Hansen's confirmation that JTOC had been in communication with the pilot who contacted him, Additional inquiries about the August 18th incident have only resulted in more questions. Quote, my FOIA request for all information and communication between LA Center and JTOC or any other agency. I asked for email communications and any other data to show that they were forwarded to another agency, and it said that there were no such records, Hanson told the debrief. Well, this is a pattern we see over and over again. Uh, these UFOs show up uh, and just... They just blatantly expose themselves. Uh, reliable witnesses report them. They contact uh, some alphabet government agency, and then when uh, an investigator tries to uh, request uh, documentation of that, of that contact, they're told that there is no documentation. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. It came back that they didn't have any communication, Hanson said, so they're denying that they talked to JTOC, and we know that JTOC did from our pilot. We already have that information, so there's a lot so there's a lack of transparency. Yeah. Hansen told the debrief that he did not know whether the information was sent to any other agencies, but that recordings he obtained a communication between the pilots and the air traffic controllers seemed to at times to imply that this occurred. Quote, I don't know if it, it went to any other agency, Hansen said. At least in this case, they had kicked it up to the higher-ups, and you can hear it in the audio. In fact, the radar controller said that the higher-ups were asking if there were any more reports of this as she's reaching out to the other airlines. And that's when, when American Airlines reported. So you see, these guys are uh, in contact with the, with the federal agencies on a live basis. I mean, the, the pilots are reporting seeing this UFO, and the air traffic controllers are right there, the airline wraps, whoever, and they're in constant contact with the FAA, JTOC, whoever. So they know this is going on. But when an investigator comes around and tries to ask questions about it, all he gets is, is this uh, wall of silence, this denial that any communication took place, even when we have people telling us, yes, we communicated with them. This is why I think it's so important not to expect disclosure from uh, any of our alphabet agencies. It goes on, it says, researcher Dave Beatty, who has followed the story with his own independent investigation since Hansen released his initial report, told the debrief that he learned that after the meeting at Los Angeles Center, information about the August 18th incident was reportedly also sent to the Domestic Events Network, DEN. According to a July 2nd, 2014 notice, 
issued by the Federal Aviation Administration, ATC must notify the Domestic Events Network Air Traffic Security Coordinator, ATSC, of any situation that involves reported or observed unauthorized or suspicious unmanned aircraft. The notice further states that such reports include any other situation that may indicate a suspicious aircraft, including any reported or observed unauthorized unmanned aircraft activity or remote-controlled model aircraft that deviate from normal practice area flight activities or would be considered suspicious or a safety hazard. The fact that LA Operations reported the sighting to the Domestic Events Network suggests they also took the report seriously, Beatty told the debrief in an email. Yeah, I guess they did. After the story appeared on social media, Hansen says that other pilots began reaching out to him with similar encounters. These events took place both before and after the Los Angeles event, Hansen told the debrief. One of the incidents, which occurred on August 10, 2022, involved observations by a dozen crew members from six different airlines en route between Hawaii and the U.S. mainland. Now think about this. It involved a dozen crew members from six different airlines. This is a separate incident. A pair of Hawaiian airline pilots who spoke with Hansen reported the objects they witnessed were visible for hours and appeared to pace their aircraft while remaining at relative positions in the sky. However, unlike celestial objects, the purported UAPs were seen intermittently changing their luminosity and moving in circuitous patterns resembling those reported during the August 18th incident over California. So they're seeing the same pattern here. Multiple UFOs, they're tracking the aircraft, and as they're tracking the aircraft, they're almost like orbiting in this circular pattern, and what they call a racetrack pattern. Onboard TCAS radar assisted the police, excuse me, the pilots, in determining the position of other known aircraft around them and the distance between each observing airline, Hansen says. Based on the radar information, all the pilots determined that the objects they observed were inconsistent with the conventional aircraft, celestial phenomena, flares, or other known objects. Another incident Hansen learned of reportedly occurred within 24 hours of the events on August 18th involving a UAP observation near Springville, Missouri. Shortly after midnight on August 19th, a report was received by Memphis ARTCC from a UPS flight, whose pilots observed a series of unusual lights to the north of their aircraft. The UPS pilots similarly queried Memphis ARTCC about whether they had flown into military airspace. However, no military activity notifications have been issued, and air traffic controllers could detect no aircraft on their radars. So here we have this UPS uh, flight, and their crew is, has noticed, has sighted the UFO, and they are aware of it enough and concerned enough that they've contacted air traffic control. Within minutes of the initial observation, pilots with a United Airlines and a Southwest Airlines flight, so that's two more, also contacted Memphis ARTCC to report observations of these objects. One of the pilots, the captain of Southwest Airlines Flight 549, had served for two decades as a Navy helicopter prior to entering commercial aviation. According to an account of his observations provided to Hansen, the pilot described seeing two or three objects moving in an an orbital pattern as their luminosity became intensely bright before dimming. Same exact pattern. So now we've got three more of these airline crews. Three separate aircraft have spotted these multiple UFOs traveling in a circular pattern as as the luminosity of this craft 
changes super bright, dim, bright. So you have you have this uh, change in luminosity. You have this circular pattern. The same the same two elements observed by three in three different instances by multiple airline crews. It says the pilot also dismissed the possibility that these objects he observed were satellites and that their intensity was like nothing he had ever seen before, including observations with the aid of night vision equipment during Navy missions. The pilot and first officer said the objects were observed for close to a half an hour. And then it says a plausible explanation for August 1922 observations, blah, blah, blah. Okay, it says, in the weeks that followed, several similar UAP reports from commercial pilots began to come to the attention of civilian researchers through social media channels. It goes on, it says, in March of 2021, an investigation by the debrief revealed several reports by commercial pilots involving unnerving encounters with unidentified aerial phenomena that made their way into the NASA-maintained aviation safety reporting system, a database detailing incidents related to aviation safety that the space agency operates on behalf of the FAA. As the single largest transportation agency within the United States government, the FAA is responsible for the regulation of all activities related to civil aviation in the U.S. and the airspace over surrounding waters. Yet at the same time, the debrief reported on its findings from searches of the ACRS database, the FAA's official position on incidents like those reported since early August had been that the agency did not investigate them. Wow, the FAA doesn't track these reports, said an FAA spokesman told Forbes in June 2021, just days after the release of a significant report from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence that explained 144 incidents involving UAP encounters by the U.S. military. According to the, U, the ODNI report, the FAA has list, was listed among the several U.S. federal government agencies that provided data they collected on unrecognized aerial objects to the UAP task force in addition, in advance of the report's publication. So you can just see what's going on here. It's the same, uh, it's the same uh, revolving door trip we take with this data all the time. Uh, the FAA collects the information they reported to the, another alphabet agency, but then when an investigator tries to go back and find the stuff, suddenly they have no idea where it's at. It's a pretty long article. It's, I think it's really well written. And down here toward the end, we just, at the conclusion of the article, it says, Hansen speculates the negative attitudes toward UAP that, that the larger airline companies appear to have could arise out of seeking to protect their public image from the harm they feel could result from pilots speaking about UAP incidents. And if you talk to some of these uh, airline pilots, they say, you know, we're told not, it's basically just a, a, a uh, an unspoken thing that they know that they're, they're not supposed to report these UFO sightings. Um, I heard one of the one of the pilots involved in these sightings said that he, he talked about the uh, Alaska uh, sighting that happened back in 1986 and how the pilot that reported that uh, for Japan Airlines ended up working the next several years at a desk job. And these guys, you know, they want to fly airplanes. They, they don't want to fly a desk. So a lot of times, you know, these, U, these UFO encounters aren't even reported. It goes on and says they have not embraced the fact that this is a phenomenon that is already confirmed to exist, Hansen said, citing sources like the June 2021 ODI report and its collection of information related to dozens of incidents involving UAPO, UAP that remain unidentified. It goes on and says fundamentally the kind of information pilots, both commercial and military, may be able to provide about their UAP observations could be vital in the ongoing effort toward obtaining a better understanding of the nature and origins of UAP. We need that information, Hansen says. 
Well, that's an absolute fact. But what I find interesting about this is that we have, just in this article alone, they detail three different encounters uh, occurred by three different groups of flights, uh, over 15 different flight crew altogether, and they're all seeing the same thing. They're seeing these uh, extremely bright lights high in the sky, uh, orbiting in a circular pattern, and tracking their aircraft. They're, they're not satellites. They're not drones. Uh, they're not any kind of aircraft, you know, that's man-made. Um, fascinating stuff, these racetrack UAPs. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 